welcome to Inside Copy and Art, the podcast. I have the benefit of sitting here with my girl, Laura Kane. She is a senior writer here. And we're going to talk today a little bit about a very kind of interesting um, aspect of copy and art. Um, so before I introduce Laura, let's talk about the agency itself. It's broken up into two main agencies or two main business units. The first is kind of a, a pretty consistent ad agency. I mean, it's we work directly with hospitals and um, medical centers, direct to pharma, the way a traditional ad agency would. The other side of our business, I think, is what we're going to focus on today is our agency to agency business. Um, and we call that the A to A side of the business uh, for short. And Laura happens to be one of the senior members of the team that services primarily that business. Um, and so welcome to Inside Copy and Art. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yes. On an aside, it is her birthday. So um, I say happy birthday, Laura. Why, thank you. So we're going to talk a little bit about what the A to A side of the business does here at Copy and Art. We have a lot of questions that we get from clients because um, it's a relatively unique offering. Most agencies don't help other agencies. Tell me a little bit about kind of your history coming up. Tell me what you do here and kind of give our audience an inside scoop to who you are here and what brought you here. Sure. Okay. Wow. Where to start? There's so much there to go over. Okay. So... I do have a little bit of a medical background. Um, in college, I was pre-med, and I thought I was going to be a doctor. That clearly did not happen because I'm here with you. Um, but that's where I thought things were going. And I was also an English major because I couldn't let that go. I could not let go of my English background, so I had to have that. But I also took all the science classes. Um, and then just gradually, I, I strayed away from from being a doctor and more toward, I wanted to go into publishing for a long time. And then I landed here and it seemed to be like a good combination of all of my skills and, and everything that I had learned. Um, and it just, I don't want to say came easily because it's not easy, but it felt kind of natural to me and it was easy for me to pick up. Um, and the, the learning curve wasn't so steep for me because I already knew a lot. Makes sense, right? Because a lot of the work that you do on the agency side. I think a lot of people in, in advertising would consider it relatively complex, detail-oriented, in some ways a little technical in some aspects of it, right? Tell me what you think in your past kind of prepared you for helping our clients um, in the way that you do. Definitely all the reading that I had to do for all of my pre-med classes that I took really prepared me for working with these clients because it's you you have to read so many articles and medical journals and all that stuff. And I already had some experience there. Um, and everything needs to be, you know, referenced and really locked up in terms of sourcing and where everything is from. And I was used to writing papers that involved all of that uh, with really super long bibliographies. So I was used to all that stuff, used to research. Yeah. And it, it all just felt like being back in college. It felt very uh, natural to me. I'd already done it. Uh, and now I'm just getting paid for it. And nice. that is the only difference. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about what A to A means for us. Um, I think I, we jumped into a little bit about your kind of history and what got you here. Um, 
And I want to talk a little bit about what that actually means. So in our agency to agency line of the business, we partner with three main groups, right? So we partner with, let's say, a strategy group that wants to go into creative and be more like an ad agency or a professional or consumer agency that is talking to the uh, patients or the physician offices, but they don't talk to payers, let's say. Or um, I think the biggest group is actually very successful, large managed care agencies that just happen to be doing so well that they need help. So tell me a little bit about, without naming names, kind of the clients that you work with most often and what they kind of need from you, need from us as a partner. Um, I would say my clients that I work with most often fall into the last group, large agencies that just have too much to do and and not enough people to do it and they need someone to to pick up the slack. Um, which is good because it it gives us an opportunity to be you know useful and to jump in and show people that we're ready to you know hit the ground running and that sort of thing. Um, we don't need a lot of time to be onboarded. We can just just go, just take whatever they've got and go. Um, I think that's an area where we excel in particular. And yeah, they just I think they really just want to know that you're a part of the team there. You're not just a freelancer. You really do behave as a part of their team and you attend meetings just like other team members and you do everything that other team members do. And you just happen to be a contractor rather than an employee, but it doesn't really matter in terms of how we, we work with those teams. We're, we're just a part of the team. That's always the goal. I mean, when, you know, when I started copying out the first two years, I got calls from friends in the ad agency world where Christina and I worked and I just said, no, we're an agency. We can't like, we're an agency, so we can't help you. Um, and then we realized that although it had never been done, that was not a good enough excuse for attempting or for not attempting. Um, and so we said, you know, let's give this a try and, um, see if we could, because that's a pain point for agencies. It was a pain point for me when I was working at the big agencies and the teams could win business, but they couldn't service it. So on the execution side, it was very hard. You had a new business team that was sharp and they could win it um, and bring in the business, but you didn't have an HR team that could keep up with it. Not for any reason, any other reason, except that people who do what you do are actually relatively rare. Um, who kind of specialize in this area. It's a pretty niche category. And so, and it's the same category I came from, right? So I know it well. So tell me, what is the, what is the thing that surprises you the most about working with these agencies um, on a regular basis? Now that I've been in it for a while, I am honestly surprised that this is such a rare business model and that more people don't do this because it seems like such an ideal arrangement. I mean, they, I know they hire freelancers as well, individual freelancers, not companies like us. Um, but this seems to be a much better arrangement because it's not only me who is a part of their team, it's all of us. And if I am sick or go on vacation or something like that, it's not like we're leaving them in the lurch and you know, someone on their team has to pick up my slack while I'm gone. Someone on our team covers for me while I'm gone and they still have someone there available to them. And that seems like such an ideal arrangement. I'm I'm amazed that 
more companies don't do this. I agree. And that's, you know, we started actually on the one-to-one because clients said, I want a dedicated person and I only want one person and I need to know exactly who it is. And what we found was that we couldn't actually support them in the way that they eventually wanted us to because easily 40 hours became 60, became 80, became 100, became 120. Now you can't give that to one person. So the fact that we had kind of a back-end strategy of always having someone else know the business to cover us, to cover them, we, I think, probably within the first year became very transparent about that arrangement. And we dub it our payer pod now. We have a name for it. And when we are working with these agencies in these kind of first meetings where they're getting to know us, we tell them, like, if you're – our minimum engagement, right, is like a 40-hour minimum. Um, so if you're engaging on a 40-hour contract with us, that's two people minimum. Um, just for our safety, for theirs, um, especially in a pandemic, I think that that lent itself very nicely. We didn't know – who was going to get sick, if we were going to get sick on their side, on our side. Um, so always having that immediate backup was something that I felt um, and Christina felt was a better business model for them, even though it took some selling in the first few years, right? Because it felt like, wait, so who is it? Um, we can't have more than two email addresses from your team. Like it only could be one. But I think we've been able to really take advantage of the model and they have too because as you see we have agencies taking up three contracts four contracts for one book of business so at this point in time it's 2021 we've supported more than 20 launches um, for pharmaceutical brands supported more than 50 brands in our career tell me some of the ways that we actually partner um you know, is it all behind the scenes? Do you talk to their clients? How does that work? Because I know that sometimes clients are nervous about introducing out what they dub as outside people to their clients because it feels risky to them. So tell me a little bit about how you support um, your agency clients. Sure. Uh, I do sometimes interact with their clients, typically if it's a project that I am owning or I am the copy lead on and they need copy to explain something to their client um that has happened uh so sometimes i am the lead i'm i'm the main copy person on a particular project sometimes i'm more supporting their copy team so whatever their lead writers need i help them with um it can be either or on launches and things like that sometimes i'll jump in on projects that i haven't really touched before just because it's a launch and they need help they need all the help they can get yeah exactly um, so it, it can really be any of those. Um, and I, I just let them know, you know, I'm I'm open. I'll do whatever you want me to do, whatever you need. I've got you. And that's it. I'm just there for whatever they need. Well, that's interesting. You know, when we hear from our agencies now, in my role now, I hear, you know, how I have to ask, how's it going? And um, I think one of the things that I always look for, and in fact, I know we were talking to a client recently about this, is kind of the energy we bring to it. Um, how do you feel like, like what part of the equation, because it feels like a soft benefit, right? Talking about energy or your, or your uh, vibe, if you will, your approach. How do you feel like that affects or doesn't affect how you service these, these businesses or clients? Oh, I'd say it definitely has 
a big effect. Having a a positive attitude and you know being really you know warm and friendly and and open and inviting. It's it always seems like a really pleasant surprise to them, and it makes me wonder you know how how freelancers usually are with them and how people usually interact with them because I I really they are amazed by like the bare minimum of friendliness like all it need takes is like an exclamation point at the end of your <laughs> sentence that's all it takes the absolute bare minimum or just like happy to help that's it that's all it takes and they're like thank you so much you're amazing you're you're incredible you're the best person we've ever worked with and i really am putting in minimal effort into being just friendly and that's it that's all it takes and then they're just so happy with you and it's it's amazing how how little effort it takes to make someone feel like welcome and like they're not being a bother to you and that you're there for them it's amazing it never ceases to amaze me well and it's funny because that's part of like in our hiring strategy we have to take um a lot of note to someone's disposition and because it's not enough, actually, in that in any of the work we do here at Copy and Art, you know that. But especially in the agency to agency line, where we're in theory, right? Not in reality, but in theory, competing with individual freelancers, right? What I tell clients is, if what you need is one person for, let's say, thirty hours or even forty, and that's all you'll ever need, don't call us. Not because we don't want to take your call. We'll take your call. We'll help any client. But that's not where the value proposition comes in. I think it's really when you have an agency that's busting at the seams um, and you know you're going to need two people, three people, something more, you know, multiple schedules, maybe a day and a night. Um, that's where our value comes in. Because you can find an individual freelancer, but you're right. I think they – when I worked with them, I can say – there were some that were stellar. They're still my friends today. And some were, they knew they had the agency by the throat. They knew the agency needed them. And so they acted however they felt like acting. And that's really hard when you're on the agency side trying to run a business and try to service clients, right? Because at the end of the day, we're all in the service business to serve, not to be served. So um, one of the things that, you know, I hear a lot about our team is the way that they make the client feel, which sounds so soft, you know? No, it's important, though. I, I definitely agree. And I think part of it is also that freelancers go into it thinking, oh, I'm a freelancer. I'm not an employee. I don't really need to make an effort to develop a relationship with these people. Like, I'm helping them, but I'm not really a part of the team. Right. But to, in my point of view, I think what the client really wants, what our clients really want, the agencies, they want to hire someone without hiring someone. Right. Like they, they can't find someone to hire as an actual employee, but they need the help of an actual employee. So they hire us instead. But they really – they want someone to be a part of their team. They don't just want a freelancer. Right. So that's how we have to act. Sure. We, like we are a part of the team. I'm part of this team, our team, but I'm also part of theirs. Right. Which I know must be hard sometimes. Um, it is a little bit, uh, not as much as you would think though, cause they are very, they, they want that too. And they're very welcoming. I mean, I get invited to, to all of their like fun team building stuff too. In addition to just regular work meetings, they, they want me to be a part of that stuff, which is nice. Cause I do that with you guys, but I also do that with them. 
and it's it's having two two teams, two sets of friends, two two families. That's cool. I love it. So let's see. We've talked about you know the launch support, the fact that we're um, you know we work mostly with the large agencies that have it. Um, you know, one area that you haven't gotten into just yet, but I do a lot in the aid, on the 8A side is the pitch partnership. So sometimes, more often, the consumer or uh, patient agency or professional agency, I'm sorry, will pitch for some big book of business that has a managed care component and their agency doesn't have a managed care group. So they'll call us um, to kind of partner with them on that business. So I think it's important because I get the question quite a bit. So I figured it made sense to take it inside Copy and Art, the podcast, because we're transparent about how we do it. Really, we can help via pitch, like help win the business in. And then we help our clients until they figure out who their full-time team is going to be. And that takes time. Because there are so few people that do what we do well. It's just the reality. I didn't make it up. That's why the business model works. Not only for us, right? But it works for them. Because they can't find the talent. And when you put a professional writer onto managed care business, immediately you've put the business at risk. Because you put somebody who doesn't actually understand how to communicate to a payer to try to convince them of a professional story. That's the wrong model. We talked about being an integrated part of the team, client-facing. Sometimes they'll need us for full design, like our, our design capabilities. Tell me, tell me what else um, you've done with agencies that people might be surprised about, like how they partner with us. Besides launches and things like that. Yeah. Hmm. Let me see. I heard you won. Did you win a Jeopardy challenge on one of them? I, I didn't win, um, unfortunately. <laughs> I I ended up not winning. I, I did participate. So that was one of the, you know, like the fun stuff that they invited me to, the, the team building exercise. They created this whole Jeopardy tournament, and I won the first round. Okay, you won one round. I, I won a round, so I, I made it to the finals, and then I lost to to apparently someone whose husband actually does Jeopardy. So not fair. I feel like there was an unfair advantage there. Not fair. Just saying. Yes, I agree. But um, I was a part of it and it was super fun. It was awesome to just be like a part of the team. Like I said before, it's I, I really enjoy that stuff. And I feel like they really do consider me to be a part of the team, even though I, you know, you guys sign my checks, but I'm I'm still a part of their team. Sure. So I like that they invite me to that stuff. Um, yeah, I go to a, a lot of things like that. Uh, they call me like randomly all the time. They just they just love to talk to me. Um, they're, they're some of my clients in particular are very, you know, if something can be a phone call, That's I me. yeah, I want it to be that. I don't want to send an email. I would rather just talk to you. And I try and make myself, you know, available to them as, as much as I can. Um, and that's part of balancing, you know, being on two teams. But I I also prefer that if something can be a call and you can just explain it to me in a call, I would rather you do that right. than send me a long email that I have to read because I am just constantly reading emails all day long. Yeah. Well, so it's interesting be? because I get a question like, wait, how are you an agency and servicing agencies? And um, one of the things that I stress to the agency clients that I meet is that 
you know, at this time, I can, I'm not going to say it'll never change, but we don't go after AOR business, which is agency of record, you know, which would make us competitive to them. I think that's not ultimately where we want to be, where we're the, we're the direct client for those pharma brands. Um, you know, we're 10 years old on Monday and we haven't wanted to go after that business for 10 years. I'm not going to say what's going to happen for 10 years, but the way it looks is we'll probably continue. It's, there's a certain, um, interesting, cool component of partnering with the agency, right? Because as a small agency ourselves, it allows us to stay in the mix of what big agencies do when you're not you know, you're not an outsider. You're actually in there, too. So best practices around all the clients we serve inadvertently come our way, right? We see kind of how best-in-class agencies manage their business. So we would be silly not to innovate and make sure that we were staying ahead and at, at least on par with them. So I think that makes it very interesting for us. What's the least fun thing you do? Any any of our clients and any agency writer would agree with me when I say annotating is not fun. You knew I was going to say that. Yes. You knew it. Annotating is not fun, although I am used to research and referencing and all those things because I've been doing it Back for a long time Back annotating is the there. worst. Oh, my God. Retroactive annotating is the worst. Uh, the bane of my existence. Yes, it's the worst. It's it's real bad. But, um, yeah, it's not it's not the most fun right. part for sure. But have it, you, have you done tagging and linking? Actually, you know what? No, they they never ask me to do that. I feel okay. like it well, depending on what brand, sometimes that is strictly like accounts job. Right. Um, and then for some other brands, the writers will do it, but they just don't ask me to, which no. I'm fine Good. with. Good. I'm totally okay. Whenever with you it. can skip yeah. that, skip it. No. If I mean if they asked me to, I would be like, Yeah, sure, you'll have to show me how, but right. I, I would do that for you, but I'm praying and hoping they don't ask because I do not want to do that. We I really have, don't. We have some uh, in-house uh, experts on the tagging and linking side, and um, it's a it's a bear. This was so much fun. Thank you for joining me. Um, hopefully, we'll be talking about something else that's really cool and fun before your next birthday, please. Um, this is Inside Copy and Art, the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs>